Welcome to Singled Out, the ninth best guild ball podcast. Please stand by. to episode 69. In this episode Andrew talks to Jamie Perkins about veteran Seikana and veteran Chisel, and how they fit into the Fisherman and Mason's Guild. I can't think of anything I wish to say at the beginning of it. How are you, Jason? Yeah, good. A little bit confused by all the time travelling that's about to happen, but other than that, good. Yeah, very good. In the past, we recorded an episode, and then in the future, it's going to be, be released on the internet after this episode's been recorded now. Um, what's even more confusing is that present me has now changed the opinion that future me will say about past me. Oh, really? That's helpful. Yeah, I know, Also, right? future, future you wasn't in the episode we're about to show. Yeah. Or yeah. Now, this is a pod. This is a um a podcast in three parts. Um, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Trilogy. Um, so true franchises, and basically, it's going to be us talking to Mr. Perkins, who was kind enough to talk to us for quite a long time about the faithful box and the six models contained therein. But we can't talk about them all at once because um, Ghibli Woods come to us with a bat. So today's episode is going to be focusing upon um the two that are out as of this episode. Which is going to be better in Sakana and better in Chisel. In fairness, like Perkins, he didn't talk to us for a very long time. He talked to us for a very short Six time. Weeks. Well, he talked to us for a very short time, very fast, and then we slowed it down. That's very true. <laughs> it made it into a very, uh, into a very long time. Yeah, I think as people will hear about it, future future me. Because future me is not on past recording yeah, future, of the uh, present. The next episode, or the next bit coming up after this intro, is going to be me talking to Perkins, but Jason was busy doing work. But in was six weeks time, doing? you'll hear future Jason talking about opinions about this episode, which he hasn't heard yet. Yeah, which is 
mind blowing because I've actually changed my mind on on so since you were on the episode and so therefore you I'm sure you're going to talk about it. Do you want to talk about your uh, thoughts on Sakana? Because you weren't that happy with him, were you, at first? I know. I think, like, perhaps this is always the problem with early hot takes, is that you maybe didn't articulate it very well. I think he's, I think he's good. I think he's in a decent design spot. I think, I think actually, um, Connor Rooney summed it up perfectly when he said uh, he's very similar to Vet Brisket in that some people will like the original and some people will like the Vet. That seems to me like good design. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe it's just I didn't think I don't, and I still don't think he's particularly exciting. He's got two nice character traits, um, but then I don't really know what I was expecting because, like the the, I think part of it for me is that current Sakana's just already just so good. Like you know, it's a it's a difficult slot to fill. Um, how do you think? How evident do you think it is him having um, move buff and debuff on his card? I think it'll come up every now and again. But um, I don't, I don't know if it's one that you overly play for. But I think it's, I think the debuff is less important than the, the buff. Yeah, the yeah, buff yeah. because uh, you'll um, you'll have to be in range to debuff them, and it won't matter that they're slowed down because they'll still be able to get to Sakana. But it may be handy for having one of your models sitting further back. Do you feel that fishermen are gonna run out of design space soon because they don't have any momentous damage and stuff? So they're kind of getting more ways scoring goals and. Then they were done. Yeah, think? yeah. I think that's a possibility. I think. Uh, then again, we haven't seen navigate, the navigators yet. So maybe they have some pretty crazy things they can do as well. Well, they're going to be more goal scoring. They're going to be goal scoring focus, aren't they? But it's just like they've said they're going to do it in a slightly different way. I know when the front of Windrunner's card's been seen, hasn't it? By people. Do you want to go through that? I don't think. Have uh, you noticed know, on the launch pack? I've seen, I've seen the picture, but I don't remember what a card says. Uh, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know. Maybe it's not out in the public eye. No, I don't want you, asked, you, you mentioned it. Uh, no, I forget now. You mentioned it to Perkins in the episode in six weeks' time, and you said it's fine. Well, people, go have a look at the card because I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, doesn't she have no one on one hit? Is that right? Oh yes, that's it. She's the because oh no, can't say that. That's a thing that hasn't happened yet. Oh, God, you, <laughs> but she she is the first model to have. Um, yeah, no damage on the first column. First model? Is that true? Yeah. How about Rosti? No, she has, she, has, she, has, she has no two, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, she, trust me, she's the first model that we've seen so far. Well, obviously that's why she's the first. <laughs> Otherwise she wouldn't be the first. She's the first model that has uh, got two play because I think she's got two columns, if I remember, on the two results on the first column, and neither of them are damaged. That's interesting. Yeah, because we were discussing... Future, future selves. It's like Bill and Ted, isn't it? Um, in more ways than it should be. Um, discussing that, and that's given them a new design space to look at. So it's kind of, um, yeah. we'll talk about him with Perkins in a minute. Well, I will at least. Um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Like he has, he has to be, he has to be engaged in swinging his weapon around to actually pull off his character place. So it's quite mm. a sort of aggressive model, isn't he? Yeah, it looks that way. More than some of them. And he's not gonna. He's not got a decent counter-attack other than to get his character plays off, but maybe that that's not very, that's not, that's not very uncommon with fishes, really. Yeah, they've all got double dodges on two. All of them? Most of them. Shark has, I believe Grayscales has. Uh, I think Angel's got a push dodge on two, I believe. Uh, Siren, I think, has got a double dodge on two, although she's only tack three. So apart from those? But apart from those ones, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, no, they've got rubbish counter-attacks. Yeah. Because that's always the annoying thing about them is that they just dodge away. Because it's all about the first two columns of their playbook. 
It's I think it's, some people have been saying on the forums how he's going to go straight into their lineup straight away. And yeah, some people have been saying it's trash. So that's in some ways to me like a good thing that there's quite a diverse yeah. opinion about him. See, I think I, I don't think he's trash by a long shot. Um, and back of Coffers on its own is pretty solid and coarse air lineup. Um, I just think, I just think yeah, that current Sakana's for me personally is just really, really good that long threat range. But I, I don't think people are wrong to play uh, Vet Sakana. I know it's a bit of a wishy-washy opinion, and I'm not really saying anything insightful. But it's just later me, future me says things like I'm not sure that he makes the ten. But actually, I've thought about it since then, and present me says um, I think he probably does. Well, I'm not sure. Future, future you, you were saying that in episode three of this trilogy, because yeah. it could be released in July. Yeah, I'm not sure that you take both, maybe. I mean, it starts to get a bit of a squeeze on the um, roster. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, certainly. Uh, what do you think about Chisel? Uh, well, she definitely makes the 10. <laughs> um, and she definitely improves the Masons by the fact that it's just a, a usable option as opposed to um, uh, current Chisel. If anything else, she's got two hundred melee. She's fairly quick, and she's six. got a motorcycle tackle one hit. Yeah, six eight mo- stuff. six eight moves uh, with a two inch melee is is no joke in Masons. And she's got she's, two two hits. Yeah, motorcycle one hit, and, um, and assist. <laughs> Just it's, nice. it seems situational, but um, the idea of giving someone a bit of strategy and giving a model two activations with the full stack because you've moved influence around seems really really fun. It's never gonna well, it's not gonna happen very often. <laughs> doesn't have to happen very um, often. It could be some magical Christmas tree land, but the idea of sort of having Flint do a goal and then having Honor give him super strategy and then doing Legendary and then Chisel putting more influence on Flint and having to do, have him doing it again. That's <laughs> um, the thing. It's, and he has to but it's pretty cool. But it's like when um, I played Cumber in the final not too long ago and he got uh, the six on the six dice to get a tackle and the six on three dice to get the pass for a shot off memory. It's unlikely to happen, but it only had to happen once and it did. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to happen every single be, game. In my turn, I think she'd be most turns, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I don't... She's just a good utility player. She can play with both captains. Also, having, having the ability to so, have some um, collision soaking without relying upon harmony is quite good. Yeah, exactly. So she's got game with both captains, and she's just... She's solid. Yeah, she's very much like Tara in that she's just solid. You know, there's no, there's no great weaknesses to her. Um... Uh, she's fairly low HP. Yeah, but I mean, like that's fine. And when I say great weaknesses, I don't, you know, she's only 13 health, isn't she? Yeah. It's only one less than what we consider standard. True, but if you're looking at towers in a set of piece, he's got 18. Has he really got that much? I meant yeah. more that... In... 18 is real. Is a real tank. Although I mean, her twitch belly just covers an awful lot, but... Yeah, yeah I, was, I was talking more in the sense that it's just utility. It's a model. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Decent kick, decent tackle, decent like squad abilities in her. Uh, he's got obviously defend the ground and tool. No, oh, he hasn't got tool. Yeah, he has got tool. Don't know. And then um, uh, she's got assist and whatever her take damage is. She has squad tactics and um, she has share the burden. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we don't want to ramble on too much as this is the intro, but I did want to mention um, people. 64-man event down in Kent. Oh, I think it's the weekend of August the 18th and 19th. We've yeah, been the champ- weekend in August, isn't it? Yeah, we've been saying that we want a big event in the South for a long time. The guys from the, the Jumpers crew have put on a big event. They've organised a big event, so we've got to go support it, or else we can't say we want a big event because we had one and we didn't go. That's why the South can't have nice things. 
it is if we don't go and support people who've made the effort to make something happen. Support your local tournament or ones that are within an hour or two's drive from you because there's a big tournament that isn't in Manchester or Stockport. That's it. I I showed my support by being something like 30th to sign up. So I was right at the front. <laughs> right, right at the front to do as I say. <laughs> do we know where the um where they can book tickets from? How they get them? Yes. Oh, you can tell people. Oh no, I can't remember. <laughs> it's 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 the it's it's named the the South Masters Guildball South this Masters. Great special materials. South, well South, they don't pay us for it, so it's all free. So at least the fact that we're even mentioning it's good. <laughs> like they haven't even yeah, offered us a ticket. So the nerds. Yeah, they haven't even offered us a ticket. Like I don't know. Hit up. Um, I'm scrolling down now, looking for it now because yeah. I wasn't aware you to promote it on the podcast. Southeast Masters. I know. I'm tempted to get that. There we go. Let's talk about a bit of news. I I'm, know that I'm a Golden Demon standard painter. I'm quite tempted by that one. She's basically the um, veteran sculptor, isn't she? Well, she is. I don't think there's anything basic about it. It's just a fact. Mm. I was I tempted I should buy the Rage one, but I thought maybe it's a lot of kind of leather and sort of similar texture, whereas that one's got a bit more going on for me to try. Nice. My gnarly techniques on. Can talking whilst I look for the looks of the tournament league. Oh, it's going to say so. Yeah, there's quite a few good people going. You've got the uh, the rollback crew going. Um, Daniel Scrubby Harwood's probably going to be there. Aaron will be there till the second or third round. It's not really a selling point, is it? Sorry. Not not really a selling point. Well, no, I just mean like you know you can sort of there's people going. Here we are. It is the South East Masters in Maidstone, which yeah. is down south. Yeah. Um, sort of south east. It's London. Well, it's to me, anyway. Yeah, um, it's around Watford somewhere. Yeah, um, it is on the Saturday, the 18th of August, and the day after. It's on Gubs, um, so you'll find it there. If you can't find it and you want to go to it, um, ping us a message and we'll show you the link or whatever. Well, it'd be better just ping either Wayne Wilkinson, Mike Pollard or Kevy Bryant and they'll sort you out. Like, don't, don't ping us. We'd... We don't get anything out. Ping of Jason a message if you want to know what it is. I, I won't um, reply. Jason will happily reply. I won't reply. I'm not getting paid for it. Like, so it's I not about money, about money, Jason. It's about growing the community, you know. Well, you know. You don't pay for this, do you? <laughs> bring out your muffins so that I can bake them. <laughs> um, so go along, support your tournament because it's the sort of thing that if, if it doesn't go well, the problem won't do it again. No, um, and I know there was talk of people. Uh, I think it was the rollback people, and I apologise if I got this wrong, but there were rumours that they were looking at doing an even bigger event, but if this one doesn't sell out, then what's the point in them doing that? So, Exactly. So support them, support what better, and um, and go along to that. Support us by supporting them, children. Exactly, exactly do, kids. Do as your Uncle Jason says, get out there. Um, and also, they're always just really good fun. There's a few hotels in the area, and those guys will be able to give you more information about it, and there's a really nice kebab shop next door. We're selling it there. It's good. Yeah. Um, you're, you're vegetarian. Yeah, they do salad. Well, you just doesn't get the kebab. Can I have the kebab and salad, please? Hold the kebab. <laughs> yeah. Can I just have the polystyrene? Like, um, they uh, they do pizza as well. There we go. The icing on the cake of the tournament right there. Um, yeah, it is good. It's well worth going. That, that's 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 true. So, do you have anything to say about um, about things before we go away? Uh, this week we're releasing an episode of Single Out Bonus Time. By releasing it, we haven't recorded it yet, but we have recorded it by the time you hear this. But 
we're about to record it now. Oh, this time thing's hard. Um, oh, man. It's just twisting my melon. Let's get yeah. out of here. So, call the cops. So, for um, $5, you'll get access to content at least as good as this, <laughs> you lucky people. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we're, we're up to now. We're up to now. 20 episodes of it. Really? Madness, isn't it? Absolute madness. Um, we have a big library of episodes. We're going to be releasing more. We release one or two a month, depending on how quickly Jason sends his files over when he's caught record things. And basically, it's content to help support us. We some of the money right now is being used to help send Jason and myself to the WTC. Uh, Jason to play for England, and me to not play for England. And um, you're not yeah. in England, Team Seven. I'm in Team UN. <laughs> team UN. Unknown. Exactly. <laughs> team miscellaneous, basically. <laughs> Oh dear, Andrew. You'll do anything to get on that plane, won't you? I mean, literally, if they wanted someone to serve hors d'oeuvres, you'd have done that. This is a long winded way to go and do with some Australians, isn't it, really? Oh dear. Very good. Um, so, please support us on a bonus time. Um, we release episodes. Some of them are good, some of them aren't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fact. But you're here with your pay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And once you've paid, you can be the judge. Exactly. Um, it's not. It's non refundable. <laughs> Um, so on on that uh, marketing bombshell, um, let's play some um, music Jing. and to go. Your turn. Oh right! No, wow, wang, wang, Oh man, we've new levels. Andrew says that if I tell you, his listeners, listener, that the Patreon costs $5 a month, he said questionably that uh, you'll get a whole bunch of extra content and I'll get to see my wife and kids. Which would be interesting as I wasn't aware that I'd been married, but uh, and I've, not, I've stopped drinking quite some time ago. There's a small chance I'm rambling. Singled out. That'll do. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yes, all good, thank you. All right, today's very exciting. Why is today exciting, Jamie? Today's exciting because we get to talk about more new models. We do, more new toys. So um, we're going to be recording a lot today, but um, but the power of the internet, uh, some of it will be heard for another sort of month. Um, Mm. So last week, um, Sakana was released. Yes. um, To the world, to the internet reaction of, we've got no idea, because... Because we're because we're recording this in uh, in a time machine in the time machine yeah uh, um, and also chisel will have been released as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes um, so where should we start should we start with Sakana, I guess because he was first yeah that makes more sense in the future yeah um, so do you want to start with a sort of top down look at who he is what he is where is it where he is why he is so veteran Sakana has kind of leaned a little bit more into the original inspiration for Corsair and that he's a little bit piratey um, and he's he's become a little bit older and wiser and, uh, and uh, a little bit more wary of the game and whereas he used to perhaps have a little bit more fun with things now he's a lot more serious about just going for the win um, at the same time as taking that pirate theme and having a bit of fun with it from a from a development and design perspective um, so he keeps keeps a lot of the same stat line as he previously had um, because he's still the same player he always was. It's just kind of more like his attitude has changed and the way he goes about doing things. Um, and then we've got, to, as I say, we, we get to play around with the pirate theme a little bit uh, with some of the names. We get to bring in bag of coffers onto someone that's not coin, which is always good fun to do. Um, he actually has that model onto his uh, model onto his miniature as well. Uh, he has his bag of coffers hanging around his waist. Oh, nice. Um, which is cool. Um, which is also an, another nice way for the fishermen to play around with influence efficiency as well. Uh, and the fact that you can they can adapt a little bit now middle middle of turning. 
if you haven't quite got the right influence amount you need on various things, you can you can change that mid-turn. So say a really good one, I guess, is um, it's probably on Siren, actually. So if you've only got one or two influence on Siren and you wanted to make sure that you could use the law or you could use the uh, seduced, then you can bag a coffers that to make sure that she's got the correct amount of influence. And not only that, she also then gets a free bonus time for when she uses that ability as well. Um, so some really nice middle-of-turn switching of sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah. But what did, what did you think about him? It's really interesting. Um, we'll go through his stats briefly. I, I assume people who listen to this have almost certainly read his card by now because it's been a week. Um, but we'll kind of go through vaguely what he has. Um, so he's got a 6-8 move, attack 5, 3-8 kick, 4-1 stats, influence 1-3. But then again, he has 1 per turn bag of coffers, so 1 per turn you can give a model 1 influence and a bonus time. So yep. cataracts is his 1-3, doesn't it, a little bit? Yeah, and if, if he wants to well he could give that to himself um so he, he could actually so if you have three influence on him he could spend one to go down to two and then you could bag a coffers himself back up to three and he's kind of pseudo used for influence that way that's as well. a good point yeah yeah that's a point he's also got anatomical to inch reach because it's connor um notably he has tackle on one hit rather than two mm-hmm. um other than that his playbook's roughly the same he's a bit less um dodgy is he i forget now yeah he, ha- he hasn't got the double push double dodge at the end that's right yeah um, um he has uh, fancy footwork on three hits, momentous gear ball, it target enemy model, lose possession of the ball marker, he gains possession of it. That is a yeah. four inch range character play. Yes, so it's a, it's like a very very miniature version of the of the ball stealing elements of uh, seduced or of uh, rough seas as well. Um, so it's another method of the fisherman getting the ball off an enemy model by not tackling the ball. Um, but the, the thing that's important to remember about this one is it's only triggerable from a guild ball result. So that Sakana has to be engaging an enemy model for him to be able to trigger this ability. It's not something he can just do from a distance in a vacuum like he can with rough seas or for with seduced. Yeah, three hits, attack five. So even with anatomical, he, he, he may want to back off himself just to get the attack six for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a uh, razor back flag, uh, six-inch range. Again, guild ball results. So he has to go in there and get his get his hits on, doesn't he, to make it all work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Target and models of his minus two move. Um, choose fed model within six. They gain plus two, plus two. So it can be himself if he wanted to be or anybody else within six. Yep. Um, so he's got a bit of um, a bit of sort of shark in there, a little bit. Well, old shark. Uh, sort of mini gut and strain in some ways. Also, the small buff to movement as well. And yeah, it looks pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's it's a little bit. He's a little bit more of a sort of a, of a gambling or risk nature to him because one one of the criticisms that is occasionally leveled against the fishermen uh, because they particularly shark fishermen because they don't really want to fight at all is that uh, uh, opponents of the fishermen can sometimes. Uh, struggle with engaging them and not quite have as much fun that way whereas and that's not helped by abilities that can be used in a vacuum such as seduced rough seas uh, that kind of thing that doesn't need to, for them to actually engage with the opponent that's why all the abilities we've got here in veterans Arcana, we're playing around with the fact that they're actually very strong abilities um raise the black flag is incredibly powerful uh, potentially incredibly powerful uh, but he has to uh, risk risk a little bit by the fact that he has to go and engage the opponent to even use it at all it's not something that he can do in a vacuum um so it's an interesting model um in sort of in playing him, especially um, if he has been played, um, um, when was he taken rather than normal Scarlet? Because me and Jason were looking about looking at him when he take him rather than the other one. I guess you're you're trying to figure out sort of two things. One is who is going to be scoring your goals in your team. Whether uh, because the original Sakano is very much more uh, focused in, his, in the, the fact that he's just a very, very quick model in himself and that he can, uh, he can operate on his own quite a lot, on the wing perhaps, um, and then he can just be waiting for the ball and score a goal. He's a very, very nice range on his own veterans Kana can have a similar threat range if he uses raise the black flag on himself but he's not going to be he he doesn't really want to be standing on his own anyway 
He wants to be standing in and amongst his own players. He actually wants to be standing a lot closer to the enemy players as well to get the use of fancy footwork and raise the black flag. So we actually stand in different locations on the pitch. Um, and veterans kind of is a lot more involved and engaged with the game, I guess, um, particularly with both with both teams. Um, and you probably won't use veterans kind of to goal score as much. He's a little bit. He's kind of like a a, a little bit of a support player as well. Um, so he might also be crossing over of whether you do or don't want to take Hag as an opportunity to not take those models if you want to, or maybe even to choose not to take Siren if you're if you're um, looking at the team and going, it's possible, yeah. I mean, it's um, Siren at times is almost like the tooled up problem in Fisherman, and that there are times when Fisherman players feel like they have to take Siren. Um, so they're giving up. up alternative options to do the similar things that she does with say seduced then gives the fisherman player an opportunity to not take that model if you if they really want to uh, because there are there are games where siren can be a bit of a liability because there are lots of female models on the other table so that she has a lower defense value because she's not benefited from charmed um or if you don't have kraken as well then she's she's got less armor as well for not standing near kraken um, and she can be a bit of a vulnerable model because she's only got 10 health boxes whereas veteran zikana is going to have his defense four and armor on all the time it's not based upon something like charmed and he's got a very nice and healthy 15 health boxes as well so he's a much more resilient model um and someone that can if they need to get involved in the game in a much more personal way he has a very low tackle result he's got dodge results um you know he he's someone that can engage in the game in a slightly different way to to siren um so he, he's an alternative support model if you will and he also borrows a little bit of of goal scoring if you want to from original um sakana but original sakana you'll bring a lot of the time if you're looking for a purebred goal scorer that doesn't want to that, that doesn't want to get involved in the scrum he's going to stay out on the wing say if you're going to play shark and sharks running up the middle or corsairs running up the middle dominating the table Various veteran siren will probably stick very close to the rest of their team uh sorry veteran sakana will um normal sakana will not and he will be off on the side somewhere just be that sort of predatory player looking for goals if that helpfully that helps answer the question yeah he seems very strong um, also helps a little bit with some ball killing antics as well which I guess is always, always an issue for mm-hmm. isn't it or I guess more reason to have the ball on snap isn't it <laughs> which can sell yeah, yeah, for sure, sure. loose um, which can be good for them as well um, yeah seems very strong um, so the next one um, who of course is uh, one probably close to my heart is Chisel Betty mm-hmm. Chisel um, so, what was the idea behind behind designing um, Vet Chisel? So Chisel's been impacted quite heavily uh, in the backstory by the by both of the captains of the Masons Guild, and that she originally came in and she was kind of originally looking towards Honor as the as the captain of the Masons, thinking this is the kind of person I need to emulate, and then she very quickly in, a, in the early days of playing with the Mason's Guild was was um, instructed, taught, or otherwise coerced into following Hammer uh, and and trying to adopt his play style and being a bit more of an angry focused superstar um and that's that's what led her down sort of the slightly dark and crazy path and the fact that she was getting very angry and using that almost too much passion in the game and she's been taught through the backstory that that's not necessarily the right thing that she should have done um fairly sure she she takes a bit of an injury i think in the storyline in the final game the farmers i want to say i think it's grange that actually just waxes her across the face of the saw and, and it takes for that loss in the in the loss against the farmers in the backstory for her to realize actually hammer probably wasn't the best person to follow and really, that I should have been adopting more of the. I should have actually stayed on my original path of following the kind of play style that Honor wanted the Mason's Guild to take. Um, so this is her having actually. Uh, she's called the Redeemed, and that um, she's had a change of heart, and that she's actually going to be trying to emulate what Honor was doing um, just before she left the Mason's Guild or exited the Mason's Guild, rather. Um, and the fact that she's actually managed to go and dig out Honor's original armor. She's wearing Honor's original armor as well, uh, to that extent. She actually got Honor's original hammer just slung around her waist. 
Or oh, nice. uh, one, one of the original Hammers for, for Honor, should we say. Um, and so her play style is very much in, in tune with that and that she's all about squad tactics and um, helping and assisting the rest of her team and in a lot of the ways of a traditional Mason player, which uh, the original Chisel certainly doesn't do very much. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, so Chisel originally was um, sort of crazy damage dealer, uh, a lot of ability to deal that damage in terms of her character plays and heal herself and her health yo-yoing around. She's just crazying and healing and everything else. And this Chisel basically is very different to that, isn't she? Yes, absolutely. Um, her stats are generally the same, although a bit of a better, better kick stat. And she's um, crucially got better defensive stats. She's 3-2 now rather than 3-1. Well, she's, she's strapped on Anna's armor, and uh, it's, a, it's a nice big piece of steel plate in front of her. Same number of HP, though, still a bit fragile. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 13 mm-hmm. hitboxes. Um, but she basically has um, Amazing's playbook, so Mendes tackle on two on, on one hit with two into each, which is always great. Uh, Mendes two on two, again, very good. And some um, some traits. Um, so the first trait is, is the same as the trait on Millstone, is that correct? Yeah, it's very similar uh it's not quite the same uh, so it's called share the burden and it has a six inch aura now what we realized through playtesting of uh, of uh, veteran chisel is that we originally had the um the version of uh, take one for the team that's on millstone where she can take the conditions that another friendly model suffers uh, and the current version of that is that it's got a four inch aura and that she can do it as many times as she likes during the turn as long as she's she but she can obviously only take conditions that she's not already suffering she can't take knockdown multiple multiple times if she's already suffering knockdown for instance um but we found through playtesting that that, that was d- d- frankly too good uh, on the Masons and the fact they've already got a number of ways of shifting uh, damage around, for instance, on Veteran uh, Harmony as well. And um, and uh, uh, things they've got access to Stoic and Sturdy. Um, so we've got to be careful with the amount of condition um, resistance that we give to the Masons Guild. So we actually trialed a new version of Take One for the Team uh, called Share the Burden. And this is a six-inch aura. Um, once per turn, uh, when a friendly guild model within the Aura condition, this model is already suffering then the uh, other than taking out condition this model may suffer the condition instead of the friendly guild model so basically it's a once per turn version of um take one for the team that has a six inch aura uh, it is also quite likely that this version uh, will that, that share the burden will become the new version of take one for the team when it comes to season four as well spoilers way spoilers um yeah the thing is we were, we were kind of given a bit of a choice really when we came up with the new version of when we came up with share the burden we we had a choice to make when we regarded millstone and whether we wanted to um just put the old version of or the sorry the current version of um take one for the team on veteran chisel but we knew there'd be a balance problem there even though season four isn't that far away now we didn't want to have that balance problem exist uh, throughout the rest of the of the year before season four. Uh, and we also could have errated Millstone, but we've already done an errata this year. And we don't really want to do another one. And the current version of Take One for the Team kind of works okay in the Farmers as it is. So we've t- taken the middle ground and we've just given the ability a different name, share the burden, um, and and as a bit of a stopgap rather until we get to season four. So I assume these models are kind of designed with sort of an eye on season four. Um... Yeah, they, uh, it's certainly fair to say. Yeah, definitely, it's fair to say that, and that they have actually been playtested alongside the changes that we're looking at bringing in for season four as well. And then what we did at the end of the playtest uh, for these models is we did a little bit of backwards compatibility work, um, which is where share the burden comes from, actually. Um, so we, we tested them alongside the, the change we're going to be making for season four, and then right at the end we did a little bit of testing just to make sure they sync up quite nicely with season three. So, so basically, um, the cards here aren't going to suddenly change again in a few months' time, for example. That, that's the idea, yeah. So when we get to season four, the, the idea hopefully is that the, both the exiles uh, and the the faithful will not uh, will have ne- either very small or no changes. Um, 
to them. I know that there is definitely one change that will happen. Uh, that's for a model that we're not going to be discussing. I'm going to use air quotes today. Um, but but there should hopefully be minimal or no changes on most of the exiles in the faithful because they've been playtested alongside the season four rules and models. Um, so she also has um, a trait called adaptive strategy. Yes. Yes. Yep, so adaptive strategy is that basically she can take influence from one friendly model and put it on another friendly model within a six-inch aura. Um, now, it's, it's worth noting that she can take influence off herself, but she cannot give, give the influence to yeah. She can't give it to herself. Because, and the reason for that is that she has a two-four influence stat. We didn't want her going and making four attacks, then using adaptive strategy to steal four influence from a friendly model and do another four attacks Ooh. and have an eight, eight influence activation. We, uh, we determined that's probably not okay. So, um, so yeah, so she, she can take influence from one model and give it to another model, basically. Uh, and, and that allows you to do a lot of really cool, flexible things, particularly within the Masons field when you have access to things like superior strategy. Um, so you can actually have a model activate use its full whack of influence and then once it's once it's empty and it already has a superior strategy on it uh, waiting for it to activate again you can use veteran chisel to give it another four influence and activate again later in the turn um so good and do some pretty awesome things with it yeah so it, it interacts very very well i mean it's also very useful for just adapting throughout the middle of the turn uh, and say, actually, uh, this influence isn't going to be useful anymore. I put three influence on Flint, but actually the ball isn't in a place where Flint can get to it anymore. So I'm going to take this Flint influence off Flint and put it onto Honor or Hammer or someone else on, uh, you know, Tower, etc. And you can make the most use of the influence possible. Um, so you don't really have much wasted influence in the Mason's Guild. Also, who's giving up Bay influence from um, on his legend- legendary on models already gone, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, really yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so she seems like a really good player to be in the middle of the pitch. She's fairly, relatively survivable, although, you know, hitbox is not great, but she's, she's still 3-2 um, mm-hmm. and um, sort of supports the team, really. Also, she has squad tactics. Um, so do you go to that? Squad tactics is her one character play, uh, and it's got a range of six, and she targets a friendly model. So when she targets that friendly model, the friendly model gains assist chisel so say if you targeted um hammer with assist chisel that would mean that if hammer was attacking somebody that chisel was engaging he would gain plus one attack plus one attack and plus one damage to play with damage results um so you've got assist on tap basically uh, a cost of one um so another method of the of the masons just boosting their damage even further if they want to from from multiple different sources so uh yeah they've they've, they've got they've got what well, they've got iron fist on hammer now they've got tooled up on tower they've also got there's also like assist on marbles as, as well for honor and you've got assist on tap for, for veteran chisel for whoever wants it so there's quite a lot of different ways of you of you uh, buffing your damage in whichever way you wish to in the masons now so is that because you thought masons weren't doing enough damage as it was or you want more flexibility in the team or it's mostly because um it, probably the latter uh it's actually it probably i don't know if it's actually particularly useful to take all those damage buffs together because the amount of time it's going to take to buff up a model to yeah. get to plus three plus four it's okay. probably not it's probably not worth it uh, to be honest you can probably just take out all, you can take out most models with a plus one or a plus two but it, you've got more different ways of doing this uh, and the fact that the you could choose to what you'll notice is a bit of a theme here what we said with uh, um if we go back to veterans of for a second we said that one of the purposes of this model is to give you a bit more choice for more models that are auto-includes currently or we consider to be auto-includes siren is one of those models that considered can considered to be an auto-include and veterans of gives you an option to not have to take that model if you don't want to there's a similar kind of thing with uh, veteran chisel and that sometimes people feel that models with tooled up are an auto-include because you have to take tooled up and that's not necessarily the case when we give you more different ways of achieving a similar thing if that makes some sense um, absolutely on top of that, squad tactics uh, as a rule is just a very ni- and, and giving out assist is a very nice way of representing the the teamwork philosophy and strategy that Veteran Chisel now has as well. So it's really strong. Also, having a model, having sort of a model that can do some some fighting with two inch melee, it's not very common in Masons. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. She has that very nice momentous two damage on two. She, she can certainly help out a little bit, but that's where her low health value comes in um, because we kept her uh, health value of 13 because even though she has, she does actually have some very, very strong abilities on her and she's got that very, very lovely, nice um, momentous tackle on one, momentous two damage on two and two inch melee zone. Um, but we wanted to make sure that her primary method of being used wasn't to be a, a damage dealer herself. She can sort of help out a little bit with it, but she's there to help. That is her her main purpose she's not there to go in first and go and cleave people in half so when you design models um do you have like an idea about how many models with two inch reach you want in a guild um because the number seems to be increasing per guild um yeah yeah it's something that people have mentioned about the exiles as well actually it's it's um not that we put like a static number on it but we do keep an eye on it and notice the different kinds of options that people have uh, I think that also the the way in which we use a two-inch melee zone has perhaps changed a little bit as well from what we used to. It used to be considered, like a, a, a if you will, that this, the average player has a one-inch melee zone and that a two-inch melee zone is a buff. When actually, the way we probably ought to look at it is the fact that having a two-inch melee zone is probably work, is probably in inverted commas a standard, if you will. And going down to one-inch melee zone, you probably need to have a particular reason for that, or you need to have something extra for being a one-inch melee zone. That might be a better way to look at things. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, for sure, because certainly if you're, if you're say, a fighting model with one melee, combat with two melee, you really mm. feel the difference, don't you? Yeah, I, th- I think a really good example of that are models like uh, Jakar, who uh, if he had a two-inch melee zone, then it's quite clear that that would be a little bit nuts. Um, but he's certainly got the mobility and the damage output and the efficiency uh, with his traps and the anatomical precision and really good access to dodges and momentous damage that he's perfectly fine to be at a one-inch melee zone because you can get a huge amount of work out of him, regardless of the fact that he has a shorter melee zone than, than other models. So... Yeah, I guess costing-wise, it's quite a big deal. Um, it, it is. It is, yeah. Oh, um, we have ringing the bell. Is Jason. Um, hold on. Um, well, it's, it's not talking to you anyway, so now Jason's going to join in. Hello, Jason. And that's it. Tune in in two weeks to find the answers to such questions like how much talking can I get done with Jason back online? Which two veterans are next? And how much I have to slow down the recorder when me and Jamie start talking too much? Thank you for listening. Bye!